Hey folks, you guys know I'm always diving into the dark corners of history, unearthing the stories that are sure to chill. Mastering the art of storytelling and research isn't just a passion, it's a craft. That's why I turned to Masterclass. Whether I'm analyzing historical documents or piecing together ghostly tales, Masterclass has been an invaluable resource in honing my skills. Masterclass lets you learn from over 200 of the world's best minds right at your fingertips. And the best part is it's all available for just $10 a month with an annual membership. I've been particularly captivated by the class on investigative journalism taught by Pulitzer Prize winner Bob Woodward. His insights into uncovering the truth may have transformed the way I approach each episode here. What's incredible is that 88% of members feel that Masterclass has made a positive impact on their lives. And trust me, I'm one of them. The depth of knowledge and practical tips I've gained have boosted my confidence and enriched the content that I bring to you every week. As a listener of Haunted American History, you get an exclusive 15% off an annual membership. Just visit masterclass.com haunted. That's masterclass.com haunted to save 15% on limitless learning. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So what are you going to lose? Don't wait. Join me and start transforming your passions into expertise by visiting masterclass.com slash haunted. I'll see you there. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Kansas. A vast and expansive land. It has witnessed rapid progress within the span of some storytellers' lives. They have observed its transformation from a territory to a state, from a frontier to a continental crossroads. Present-day Kansas is home to individuals who have experienced travel in ox carts and jets, lived in dugouts and penthouses, and found entertainment in both medicine shows and television programs. Given this backdrop and considering the physical characteristics of the Plains region, it is unsurprising that folklore in Kansas differs from that found in long-settled, wooded, and mountainous areas of America, such as New England, the Hudson Valley, and the hills of Tennessee. On the wide, sunlit prairie, otherworldly myths and fairy tales have given way to realistic anecdotes, tall tales, and local legends. Residents of the state have celebrated and joked about natural phenomena, real individuals who have impacted their lives, and subjects ranging from crops, weather, cowhand, and buffalo skinners, to universal themes like love, work, religion, and death. Along with many legends and stories, songs and sayings brought in by pioneers and easily recognized as imported, there is a great quantity of lore identifiably Kansan. 
created within the state's borders and revealing much about the land and its people. If you are looking for stories or folklore about Kansas, you have to approach this with the history of the state in mind. If you have the idea of a story that has been printed is no longer folklore, let's remember that from the years 1821 to 1936, sparsely settled Kansas had 4,368 newspapers. While in the same period, New York, the state with the largest population at the time, had only 3,309, and Pennsylvania, a mere 2,500. There has never been a time when things said by Kansans, or believed by Kansans, or hell, hoped by Kansans, did not make the newspapers. That Kansas yarns, or legends, or tall stories became newspaper items certainly does not eliminate them from the realm of folklore. They were alive in oral tradition long before and after their appearance in print. Do you believe in ghosts? Join me on a journey through America's dark and haunted past as we explore those ghost stories and folklore that have been passed down for generations. What scares you? Let's find out. I'm Christopher Feinstein, and this is Haunted American History. You can't talk about paranormal happening in Kansas and not bring up Atchison. The place literally gives the meaning to the phrase, we're not in Kansas anymore. In fact, Atchison, Kansas is known as Kansas's most haunted town. So much so that Atchison offers trolley rides to haunted homes. As settlers made their way west to the gold fields of California in the 1850s, this old town once hosted over 1,600 wagons per day. There are stories of ghostly sightings and other paranormal events in Atchison. It turns out that some of those early settlers chose to stick around. Located in northeast Kansas, Atchison is situated to the bluffs along the Missouri River and is one of the most scenic and historic towns in all of Kansas. This old thoroughfare, formerly known as Ferry Street, takes a rapid descent to the Missouri River. Years ago, people would get to the riverbank by way of the ferry at its bottom. A woman in a horse-drawn carriage was not so fortunate one day. As she traveled down the hill, her horses broke away and she tumbled into the freezing river beneath. Sadly, her body was never recovered. To this day, passerbys along the riverbank report hearing a woman's voice calling out to them from below the murky depths. Often called the Wagoneer House, this property dates back to the turn of the century when it was built in 1885 by BP Wagoneer a local lawyer and politician. According to local legend, he acquired his wealth through a pact with the devil, causing gargoyles to be erected in his house as a sign of respect for him surviving each encounter. It is also said that a curse has been placed on the house. One former owner attempted to take away the gargoyles and died while falling down the stairs. Additionally, when the Travel Channel visited this home for their show of Kansas City Ghost Hunters, they utilized special equipment which detected ghosts and reported feeling an oppressive presence within its walls. Located at 819 North 4th Street, it was added to the National Registry of Historic Places on May 3, 1974. In Atchison, there is a house on North 3rd Street that was once owned by a school teacher named Nellie Trueblood, who lived alone and was reportedly grief-stricken when she died. When the house was sold, renovations began. It is believed that her spirit disapproved of this, 
as strange lights have been seen hovering inside the home. If anyone goes near them, they fly away quickly. The renovations were never completed due to fear from the workers. In a statement made by Nellie Trueblood's nephew, he confirmed that his aunt did not pass away in the home, but in Aitchison Hospital in 1958. In fact, the nephew affirmed that his aunt was far from lacking or bereft. He further claimed that while Nellie might be associated with the haunting of the house on 3rd Street, that if it is in fact his aunt haunting it, that the haunting would not have negative implications, but rather a longing for the preservation of the house in its original state. Nellie came from a large family, and they cherished the old house, and it was always brimming with love. The Riverview Drive home has gained notoriety from various peculiar occurrences. Witnesses have reported instances where the television or stereo turn on at full volume when no one is present in the room. Additionally, unoccupied spaces emit strange noises. One incident involved a resident mistaking these sounds for her pet and calling out for him, only to be startled by the apparition of an elderly woman's ghostly spirit gliding into her room. Draped in a shroud, the ghostly figure took a seat on her bed beside her. Startled, the person hurriedly left the room, followed by the sound of the attic door slamming shut. Interestingly, visitors staying in this house are required to place their luggage on the stairs leading to the attic. But that seems to displease the spirit, as the bags are often found scattered at the bottom of the steps. According to the previous owners of the Keary and Fifth Street home, the residents harbored a friendly ghost. Many strange occurrences were reported, including incidents where a gentleman of the house felt assisting in putting on his dinner jacket, only to turn around and find that there was no one there. Similarly, upon returning from a trip, the wife expressed a desire for tea, only to discover upon entering the home that the tea kettle was already hissing and prepared with a cup, saucer, tea bag, and spoon. See, these are the kind of ghosts that you wish you had interactions with. A Casper, someone to help you out during the day. That's who I need. need a, is there any ghosts out there that know how to edit podcasts? The current owners of the home on Riverview Drive and R Street purchased the property fully furnished, which included several paintings. During their home renovation, they removed some of the paintings, carefully wrapped them, and stored them in the basement. However, the following day, to their surprise, every single painting had returned to its original location. I had a friend once who, when he moved into his new apartment, he found in the middle of his room, now this was after he moved in, set up all his furniture and had everything, I believe it was his bedroom, he found a sign on the floor written in uh, a foreign language, I believe it was Polish, and it was like religious, something he's never seen before, and it really creeped, creeped everybody out, and he brought it outside, I believe, and put it in the garage of the house, only for it to end up in the bedroom again. Now, he doesn't know if his landlord did it or something, but it ended up back in the house. It was a couple of times until he moved and then never saw it again. Strange. Really strange. One of Atchison's most famous ghosts is known as Sally, also known as the Heartland Ghost, and she has a tragic story associated with her. Her haunting experiences have been featured on paranormal television shows such as Sightings and Unexplained Mysteries. When she was just six years old, Sally suffered from excruciating abdominal pains during the night. 
Her parents rushed her to the local doctor, which served both as his residence and practice. Doctors at the hospital diagnosed Sally with severe appendicitis, requiring immediate surgery. However, due to the haste of the doctor, Sally awoke during the operation and fought against the intense pain. With fear and loathing in her eyes, she gazed at the doctor before tragically passing away. Her spirit has remained in the house to this day. In 1993, a couple rented the house and experienced numerous pranks from Sally, such as turning electrical appliances on and off, flipping pictures upside down, and scattering their children's toys. However, the ghostly activities soon turned malevolent, with the husband suffering frequent attacks. Spontaneous small fires occurred throughout the house, and during a filming session for sightings, the man developed a red welt on his stomach that started bleeding. His body temperature would drop severely before the attacks, and he had often had long, bloody scratches on his body. Seeking help, the couple consulted a psychic who revealed the presence of two entities in the house. While Sally seemed responsible for the harmless pranks, it was an older female spirit who was behind the malevolent activities. This mysterious figure initially showed interest in the husband and attempted to create a rift between him and his wife. When unsuccessful, she began directly attacking the husband. After a harrowing encounter where the husband was almost pushed over a stair railing, the couple decided to leave the house. Subsequent residents have reported no further activity after the couple's departure. The haunting of Sally House has also been the subject of a made-for-TV movie called Haunted Heartland. The Glick Mansion, constructed in 1873, holds historical significance in Atchison. George Washington Glick, a prominent figure who served as the ninth governor of Kansas, initiated the mansion's construction. The mansion was eventually deeded to George's daughter, Janine, and her husband, James Orr. After Janine's passing in 1944, the property changed hands multiple times. Today, the mansion operates as a bed and breakfast, with the Barnby family managing and maintaining it. Some believe that the Glick Mansion is haunted, with reports of strange sounds at night, doors opening and closing mysteriously, and footsteps heard when no one is present. The McInter Villa Built in 1890 by John McInter, it is a remarkable structure listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Or maybe it's McInter. Might be McInter. McIntyre? McIntyre, maybe. This is why I need someone from Kansas to reach out to me. Is it the McIntyre Villa? I'm saying McIntyre, but now that I'm reading it, it might be McIntyre. But that doesn't make sense, because that doesn't sound like a spooky place. That sounds like a math teacher. Mr. Mr. McIntyre, can I use the bathroom? Anyway, it has been associated with unexplained phenomena, and not just the name. Witnesses have claimed to see lights flickering on and off in the tower, despite the absence of electricity. Apparitions have been spotted in the windows and captured in photographs within the villa. Someone please reach out to me and let me know how to pronounce that. Benedictine College, perched on a bluff overlooking the Missouri River, is rumored to be haunted by some of the old monks who founded the institution. While these spirits are said to be friendly ones, like most monks are, reports mention strange sounds and footsteps heard in Feral Hall, a dormitory on the campus. The Munich House, constructed in 1885, is an iconic site and again 
another place in Atchison that is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Legend has it that a maid, who was working at a party held in the house, stayed up late into the night to clean. When she realized she had overslept for work the next day, she hurried down the back staircase, resulting in a fatal fall. Visitors have since reported lights turning on and off by themselves on early Sunday mornings, along with the lingering aroma of bacon emanating from the kitchen when no one is present. That's my kind of ghost! The Munich House now serves as an art gallery. This list of haunted locations can seemingly go on forever. I mean, the First Church of Christ, which is presently known as the Presbyterian Community Center, which is, serves as a theater for the community. And reports from there have emerged of strange presences felt by visitors and unexplained noises heard by employees. The Santa Fe Depot, a historic freight depot constructed in 1880, is known now as the Kansas Visitor Information Center. It is rumored that the ghost of Hangman Bill, a railroad worker who met his demise due to a cable accident, haunts the depot. Staffs have reported hearing footsteps from above, although the depot lacks a second floor. In conclusion, a visit to the haunted city of Atchison, Kansas, promises an unforgettable and spine-chilling experiences for those who seek a brush with the supernatural. With its rich history and numerous ghostly legends, Atchison captures the imagination and invites exploration into this mysterious realm. From the infamous Sally House to the eerie Molly's Hollow, the city is steeped in tales of restless spirits and unexplained phenomena. But tread lightly. For the supernatural energies that pervade this enchanting town are not to be taken lightly. As you wander through its haunted streets and historic buildings, you may catch glimpses of apparitions or hear echoes of bygone eras. The spectral stories and haunted sites of Atchison offer a rare opportunity to delve into the unknown and experience the inexplainable. Whether you're a true believer or a skeptic, the ghostly allure of Atchison is sure to leave an incredible mark on your memory. But beware, for the line between the living and the dead blurs in its spectral realm. As you immerse yourself in this chilling atmosphere of Atchison, be prepared to question your senses and challenge your understanding of the world. In the end, the choice to visit haunted Atchison is yours to make. But if you dare to embark on this supernatural journey, be prepared for encounters that will test your courage and ignite your fascination with the paranormal. So step into the shadows, embrace the unknown, and let the spirits of Atchison guide you through a realm where the past and present intertwine in a haunting harmony. Hey folks. Uh, I think I said last time, well, I'm not going to be uh, jumping in the middle here, but hey, look, who's, look who's back. Anyway, um, I'm just coming in to say hello and to say thank you like I normally do, but I also, I know every now and again I'm like, oh, I have exciting news that I can't wait to share and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, the exciting news is just about here, but I can share a little bit of the details. So basically what is happening is haunted American history is becoming a movie. Yes, I said it. Haunted American History, the movie. It's obviously the working title. There is a different title, but I, I, I'm, I'm forbidden to say it now. It's uh, going to be an anthology-type movie with, um, like, Creepshow, with three of my stories coming to life. And, uh, yeah, I cannot wait for you guys to see this. 
if it comes to the screen as half as good as the script came out, you're all in for a treat. And this could not have happened without each and every one of you. Without all you guys sharing and just sending your love for the show and the love for the stories. So I have just a little bit of a job for you guys. If if you're so inclined, send me an email or I'm actually that you could on this episode on Spotify, if you listen to on Spotify, you can comment. It'll, it'll ask you, like, what do you think of the show? Well, the question is, what stories do you think are going to be in the movie? And pick the three that you want to see. And the person who gets the closest, I'll reach out to you. And if you nail it directly on the head, hmm, I'll think of something. If you're local, maybe, hey, listen, maybe you'll earn yourself a cameo in the movie. What do you think of that? You can guess the three stories that I'm going to use in the movie. You've earned yourself a cameo in Haunted American History. I am so, so excited to be able to share this with you. And as the more as I get closer to solidifying this and we go into production, I have uh, plans to actually almost pretty much do kind of unprecedented, I think, in podcasting, where... We're going to make a movie based on the show, and I'm going to bring you guys along with me. So I'll have my normal episodes with the folklore and sometimes the stories, but every other day, maybe, I want to do a, sort of a behind-the-scenes podcast where I sit down and talk about the day and what we shot and the actors involved and the crew involved and what kind of what goes into movie making. So... That's exciting. I think uh, you guys will like that. Kind of behind the scenes. And it's cool because now with the new host platform that we switched to, we can do video podcasts. So again, most video podcasts are just like the podcast, but just with a camera on me. And I, I really don't do that. But what I will do is upload videos from behind the scenes of making the movie and put those out, which will be pretty cool. And you can see that on Spotify or probably my YouTube channel too. So that's the update I wanted to let everyone know and just thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. So again, if you want, reach out to me an email with your guesses on what three stories I want to, I'm going to make or what three stories do you want to see? You know, because in the end, this is for you guys. And I just can't profess my thanks enough from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And let's keep this Kansas train rolling. Is that a song? Hey, folks. You guys know I'm always diving into the dark corners of history, unearthing the stories that are sure to chill. Mastering the art of storytelling and research isn't just a passion. It's a craft. That's why I turned to Masterclass. Whether I'm analyzing historical documents or piecing together ghostly tales, Masterclass has been an invaluable resource in honing my skills. Masterclass lets you learn from over 200 of the world's best minds right at your fingertips. And the best part is it's all available for just $10 a month with an annual membership. I've been particularly captivated by the class on investigative journalism taught by Pulitzer Prize winner Bob Woodward. His insights into uncovering the truth may have transformed the way I approach each episode here. What's incredible is that 88% of members feel that Masterclass has made a positive impact on their lives. And trust me, I'm one of them. 
The depth of knowledge and practical tips I've gained have boosted my confidence and enriched the content that I bring to you every week. As a listener of Haunted American History, you get an exclusive 15% off an annual membership. Just visit masterclass.com haunted. That's masterclass.com haunted to save 15% on limitless learning. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So what are you going to lose? Don't wait. Join me and start transforming your passions into expertise by visiting masterclass.com haunted. I'll see you there. Sand Hill State Park, spanning over 11 acres of land approximately six miles north of Hutchinson, Kansas, is known for its diverse landscape, including sand dunes, grassy plains, marshes, and lush forests. However, local lore suggests the presence of a serial killer within the park, infamously referred to as the Hamburger Man, who allegedly has a taste for human flesh. The origins of this tale date back to the 1950s, when hikers began disappearing in the area known as Hamburger Hill. With no trace of the missing individuals, rumors began to circulate, weaving fantastical stories about a disfigured outcast who preyed on those who strayed from the established paths. According to acquaintances of the supposed perpetrator, he was a farmer who had suffered severe burns, particularly on his face, in a house fire. Choosing to avoid the prying eyes and cruel remarks of the curious public, he sought refuge in a dilapidated shanty deep within the woods, far, far away from civilization. Isolation and a lack of human contact gradually drove him to madness. Cut off from society, he created his own set of rules and morals, which eventually eroded. Viewing unsuspecting hikers as a source of sustenance, he saw them as nothing more than prey waiting to be harvested as those who encountered the madman never returned to share their experiences. Town gossips eagerly filled in the gruesome details. The tales spun by the locals were horrifying. Allegedly, the estranged woodman stalked his victims from a distance, waiting for them to stray from the beaten path. While confident they were alone and unaware, he would strike, subduing them with a butcher knife that he kept close at hand. He would then drag the unconscious victims to his shack, where he would dismember them and grind the remains to hamburger meat. Over the years, stories of the Hamburger Man atrocities became commonplace in Hutchinson and the surrounding communities. Sightings of him lurking in the dense forest or encounters with someone who claimed to have encountered him are widespread. According to a self-proclaimed expert on the subject, he exclusively hunted in the darkest regions of the park, fearing exposure to light and potential ridicule due to his appearance. Consequently, hikers were advised to stick to well-defined trails where sunlight could penetrate through the trees. Traveling in groups was strongly recommended, as he targeted lone individuals who appeared vulnerable. This particular legend has been described as a hybrid of ghost and monster due to the alleged unnatural longevity of the Hamburger Man. Having supposedly prowled the vicinity of Hamburger Hill for over 70 years, it is believed that he has transformed from a human menace into something beyond comprehension. The story suggests that rather than succumbing to the inevitable death, he chose to remain in the woods, the only place where he felt he truly belonged. Despite lacking tangible evidence that supports these outlandish claims, the legend of the Hamburger Man persists, enduring for decades. Therefore, should you ever find yourself near Sandhill State Park and decide to test your hiking skills, remember to stay on the designated trails and follow the sunlight.
Failure to do so may result in an encounter with the infamous killer and secure you a place on his macabre dinner table. I'm Christopher Feinstein. And this is Haunted American History. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.